0: Hello and welcome to They Talk, a good game for another week. There is a bunch of stuff to unpack. Today, uh, following the massive rep round, countries were represented, states were represented, men and women on display. It was all bloody happening. My name's Lockie Pringle and I'm thrilled to be back in the studio, joined by the great Mr. Harvey Billingham.
1: Hello, hello. It's good to be here. My God, what a weekend of footy we had. I mean, everybody that played over the weekend, certainly impressed, did their representative sides proud. It was a very intense weekend of footy and it meant a lot to so many people and ultimately it did a great job at promoting the game.
0: That's right, absolutely, yeah. And it was, you know, you almost think like, oh, rep round, there's not going to be as much footy. But I think it was the same amount, if not more, and the atmosphere at every single game looked electric. I think just something about... Rep weekend, you know, State of Origin obviously is the big one of the biggest events on the on the rugby league calendar. Yeah, but sure. I love I love the Pacific round as well, and I love now women's Origin as well. Uh, there's yeah, it's just it's just it's just great. Yeah, it's, it's huge. to watch some plays that you otherwise you know week to week in the NRL you wouldn't necessarily Not
1: for sure for sure. I know lots of people that just watch their team play week in week out. Don't pay attention to the other comps or mm. other teams in the comp. As much, um, but the weekend kicked off with the women's game and what a game it was. I mean, the game has come so far in the short time it's been part of the NRL and it's expanding further and it's growing and my God, they are some tough women playing footy out there. I
0: know, yeah, and it was close. It was exactly what Origin's all about. It it was brutal. I mean, you know, watching, you know, just gosh, some of the runs, some of the tackles. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty you know there's no there's there's less and less difference I think each year between the men's and the women's game and it's fitting next year the NRLW is going to be expanding to 10 teams and there's going to be more opportunity for 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 you know female talent to be part of the game and and there'll be more I guess there'll be more uh scouting to be done for the New South Wales and Queensland coaches
1: yeah for sure I mean I mean the talent's out there and it's good thing that it's getting recognized i mean they played in front of a packed crowd uh the new south wales women coming home with the victory in, a, in, in a close game but um go it, the blues uh, yeah <laughs> go the blues <laughs> certainly go the blues come on um but yeah i mean if there's any if there was any question marks over the 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 women's game and whether it can be as competitive or have the same um attraction as the men's footy it, that that's pushed aside now that that game was as good as any other footy game I've watched yeah. um it, this year and, and going back some years as well I mean the, the quality of footy that's being played the physicality it's being played with the competitiveness the intensity it's got all the elements there and I'm so glad that it's expanding and it just getting it
0: gets me excited for, for sure for the Tigers to be part of the NRLW next year I'm I'm excited that maybe I'll have a team that uh that might make finals, you know. <laughs> I, I bet you Honestly, bet the women's side will start, have a better chance. If, if next year's season begins and the men are dishing up the same the same rubbish yep. and the women are, you know, getting on a bit of a roll, gee whiz, I know, I know what game I'll be prioritizing each weekend and it won't be the men. I'll tell you <laughs> I that bet. much. Honestly, just, you know, it, it'll be it'll be really dire if uh if the Tigers women's team also you know, start sacking their coach and, and whatnot. But uh, you know, either way, I'm looking forward to it. And and games like this just uh just get me bloody excited. Yeah, and for sure. Good to see the Blues going a win. Hundred percent. And uh, you know, one of the other beautiful parts of the weekend is the representation that the players who are inel- ineligible for origin get to get to, you know, have their own sort of taste of that that pride of representing where you're from. Uh New Zealand V Tonga was uh was on. It was the first return of rugby league to New Zealand in like, what, at least two years.
1: Yeah, a, a huge, a huge um, moment for, for the country, for, for the Kiwis, um, for Tonga as well. The whole thing culminated in a great game of footy. Um, the New Zealand team is, is a one packed of talent at the yeah. moment. They, oh, they yeah. are a, a dangerous
0: side. I think the New Zealand team's looking as as good as it ever has. They've... They've had like superstars sort of throughout history in their team. Like Stacey Jones was probably the first like – and Ruben Wiki were probably the first like New Zealand superstars. But then Benji Marshall came along. Benji barely played with Stacey. I'm not sure if they ever played together. but mm. And it, there was always sort of one big player in the New Zealand spine. Yeah. Kieran Foran for a bit was that for them. But Sean Johnson obviously. But now you look at the New Zealand spine. They had Joey Manu at fullback. Who obviously we you know we raid as a fullback yeah for sure Dylan Brown who's been one of the best five eights this year Jerome Hughes who's been like one of the best halfbacks of the year Brandon Smith it's a phenomenal spine and the ta- and they're young you know well Hughes is you know but Dylan Brown none of them are old no is what, is exactly. what I mean to say that's what I mean to say <laughs> yeah like, you know, hundred uh, um, percent this is a spine that can stay together and keep keep showing up and can. Really worry the kangaroos when the World Cup rolls around.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they they looked as damaging as ever. I mean, Madge getting out his his third win of the year. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a, in a good, he's better he's, performance. he's got better
0: halves there for New Zealand than than he had to choose from at the Tigers. Yeah,
1: but it was it was just great seeing all the players lift and um, you know, wear their jersey with pride in, in that game. And and just touching on that game, actually, yes. Back earlier in this year, we took our own fan survey. Yeah, and one of those questions in the fan survey was. Man, I haven't
0: thought about the fan survey in a while.
1: <laughs> no, but one of the questions that we put to each other was our boldest prediction of the year. Oh, and I'm I, not sure if you remember what your prediction was.
0: I can't remember what mine was. My prediction
1: I was actually you mine said that no coaches, coaches would, get sacked. There's no been coaches three would be been three. My prediction was that at some point throughout the year there would be a player that runs for 400 meters oh, in know. a single game. Wow, and Mr. Joey Marnie. Joe running four. for 401 meters. Wow. Gets my boldest and biggest prediction of the year over the line in a mammoth performance. Wow. I mean, if that's not reason enough for him to be fullback anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's stuck behind the best fullback of, of you know the last five years or so at the Roosters, but... Yeah, any Another other club has also, to throw yeah. money at him to to get him into that fullback jersey because it's robbing the game of this talent. I know. Get him to Redcliffe. Get the guy to
0: Redcliffe. Get him to the Tigers. I'll. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, speaking of the guy that he's behind in clubland, uh, James Tedesco made history on his own. We'll get to the men's state of origin in a sec, but he is now the has the highest ever run total run meters for the Blues in Unbelievable. history. How crazy is that? And he's still, you know, he's still fairly young in his, yeah. He's career. he's got plenty more origins you know, you, left you, in him, exactly. So you know, he's only yeah. So that's pretty amazing. It's pretty it's yeah. Pretty cool,
1: huge, um, Tonga. I mean, yes, they'll build exactly. on this. They'll they'll keep going. They're a competitive side. They come up against yeah. a red hot New Zealand team, but they're definitely a tier one nation um, with with the squad they're putting out. I mean,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I'm happy that they, you know. Uh, obviously like Amoni's more of a 5'8", he's playing halfback for them and Katoni Staggs plays centre for his club but he can play 5'8 and he plays 5'8 for them. It's still still one of the better sort of half combinations that I've seen Tonga put out and it's good to see more and more kind of playmakers coming through from the Pacific Islands because it is an area that you look at Pacific Island nations seem to struggle with. They got the quick outside backs, they got the big forwards, Struggle for those sort of those playmaker positions, and I think they're they're getting there with Stags and Amoni. So, yeah,
1: for sure, yeah. And, and two young blokes that have plenty of time to build on that um, will both be playmakers for the majority of their career. Stags hasn't made that move yet, but it's definitely on the cards for him. And yeah, they, they, there's we know how much they've improved over the last couple of years, and they've shocked the world a couple of times, and there'll be plenty more shocks in the future mm. um, from that side. The other game Uh, or the second game on on Super Saturday was... was First of the double header out of Campbelltown,
0: which I happen to have been at, Harvey. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if there's any questions about the atmosphere... How was the atmosphere? Well, (laughs) well, it was good. (laughs) (laughs) I can can tell you, Harvey, it was good. Um, uh, No, sorry, moving on. We'll just talk about the footy. I mean, you know, well, I guess the one thing I'll say is that I've never been to a Pacific Test before. I've never been to, you know, um, and happily went along with a mate who's who is from Papua New Guinea and was heavily supporting them and got us tickets in the middle of the Papua New Guinea uh fan area and my gosh, if if you know I wish Andrew Abdo was there sitting with me amongst those PNG fans because nothing made me walk away from that game more wanting a PNG NRL team. It's just give these guys they love their rugby league. They were going nuts. You know, it's it's crazy to think that that you know, yeah, like some of some some of them probably you know this was probably the first rugby league game that they've been to this year because they you know not yeah. necessarily caring about you know the current NRL teams or whatever, but the passion they showed watching Papua New Guinea, it was David Meads' last game for them as well, and just they treated him like he was a club legend, you know what I mean? Like you're just for, for the country, um, so it was it was epic, yeah, and I loved the the cultural performances at halftime. Each country sort of got to. Do do their own little sort of cultural performance, great. and uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. It was, well, it was it
1: was, it was a true celebration, wasn't it? And that that's what it's all about. And and you're you're so right. PNG definitely deserves a NRL side. They're looking at expanding. Obviously, they want to get an 18th team in sooner rather than later. And yeah. I don't think there's a better candidate than, than I, Papua I, New Guinea. I'll
0: take the Tigers up there. Yeah. <laughs> the PNG Tigers. I'd ha- be happy to go up and then, then you can bring in a Perth team then the Tigers don't have to take up one of the Sydney spots. I think that's, that's, that's the go. That's the go. You're yeah, really I'm promoting I'm sending them. my team up there. Yeah. I yeah. want to sit amongst those fans. I want to sit amongst the PNG fans again. Fair so enough. I, so I want to support the Tigers and PNG yeah, at the same time. <laughs> perfect. Um, no, but we'll get back to the first game of the two from that evening. It was Samoa versus Cook Islands. Cook Islands, it's it's a tough ask, I think, going up against what was actually a very strong Samoan side because uh, the only real recognisable players for Cook Islands were Esan Masters and his brother, uh, Steve, Stephen Masters. Um, and, you know, they had Esan, who's a centre, playing 5'8". Uh, he's not really like a ball-playing centre either, so he's... Sort of just there, trying to steer things around, trying to create. And to his credit, he, you know, he did. He played with heart. Probably the most heart I've ever seen East Masters play with. Yeah, good. But uh, Samoa too good. And the silver lining of the night for me was David Nofaluma scoring four tries. It was good to good to watch.
1: Yeah, Tigers absolutely. Winger. I mean, he he is a top grade winger that um you know clearly was able to finish all the chances he was given you're right cook islands put out a, a side full of heart full of full of passion um but in terms of just the nrl or top tier level players that they've got it's a bit of a it's, mismatch up against samoa yeah, but yeah. but they they tried their hard out they did honestly um, like
0: you know for it to end 42-12 that's actually a big credit to to uh, cook islands because based on just based on sheer talent i think like it could have gotten ugly but you know it was just the pr- the pride of playing for your country i think that just that held them in there. Yeah,
1: massive, massive. Yeah, And the, the other game we already touched on, or we touched on the fans from PNG creating the atmosphere in, maybe a slight upset against Fiji. Like pretty evenly matched sides. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I,
0: I probably would have tipped Fiji going in. I think they had the, I, the stronger side. Um, you know, you've got players like Wanga Blake, Mike Acevo, Viliami Kikau. Um, they had Kevin Nagama playing 5'8", which is once again sort of a situation of playing the outside backs in the halves, which yep. the Pacific nations are sometimes forced to do. But uh, in a losing side, Fiji's best player was their fullback, Sunia Taruva, who no one would have heard of. But you wouldn't be shocked to know that he's part of the Panthers junior system. Oh, unbelievable. There he is, representing Fiji, and he was, he was so good. He was so impressive. Um, the panth- There's something in the water at Penrith, uh, and their their whole system has really unlocked the the pathway from you know talent to NRL. Yeah, and I think this guy will be, you know making his NRL debut in the years to come. Uh, whether whether he has to move on from Penrith or not, we'll see. But. Uh, He's, well, a, he's a yeah. talent.
1: Based based on that performance over the weekend, he certainly looks ready for it. I yeah, mean, it, Obviously, he's still young and he's still got um lots of development to go through. But he's in the best place to do that at the moment, you'd have to say, with the best yeah academy or, or um reserve teams coming through the coming through the ranks. And then if he has to move on to get his shot at first grade, then fair enough. Yeah. Um. But whichever. Club he lands at, he'll he'll certainly got a future in the NRL.
0: I think Matt Burton is proof that it's worth sticking around for maybe a year more than you think, because I think Matt Burton probably you know probably was ready to be a or thought he was ready to be a 5'8 of a club last year, but he stuck at Penrith and they ended up needing a centre mm-hmm. and then if he doesn't play center for the Panthers last year, he probably doesn't get picked for New South Wales in the centers this year. No, for sure. And he gets a whole year of first grade experience before having to lead his own side around similar to Nico Hines. You know, he did his time at Melbourne as an understudy fullback. And then when, and then he moves on and gets his own side. And I think that that's, you know, it's uh, something to learn from, you know, it's, it's the opposite of what Ash Taylor did at yeah. the start of his career. went, before he even had any taste of first grade for the Broncos, he goes straight to the Titans to be their premier half, mm-hmm. and it's it yeah I think that that year at a at a successful, good nurturing club, is definitely I think valuable before moving on.
1: Yeah, totally. I think I think you're so right that there's so much to learn in this game, especially those key playmaking positions, mm. um, the ups, the downs, that the pressure that comes with it. If you have that. Uh, opportunity to spend it at one of those top clubs, you know, learning how to win. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, then wherever you go for the rest of your career, you can take that with you. Yeah. If you start off at a struggling club and you don't have that experience, it's, God, it's a tough road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just also from that game from the PNG side, we've talked a lot about the Fiji players. Um, and barely talked about the winning side. Uh, Lachlan Lamb, who played halfback for PNG. He's he, he played. He was man of the match, and he played really well. He's stuck behind. He's stuck behind a few people at the Roosters. I reckon, and he's had a bit of a taste of first grade. I reckon it's time for Lockie Lamb to to move on from 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 East. And yep. I reckon. You know, honest. I don't know why some of these players aren't going to Redcliffe. It feels like Redcliffe are really struggling to attract players. There are so many players. It it's making it look like there's not enough talent. There is. Why aren't players going to Redcliffe? Well, Wayne Bennett is a Phenomenal coach. <laughs> well, that's
1: it, right? I think they're just waiting, particularly in the spine, for that for that marquee signing to come in and then build around them. And there are definitely, definitely enough players, you know, just one back in the pecking order at their club mm. that could make up a competitive spine for Redcliffe next year. Yeah. I think they're just waiting for a couple more dominoes to fall before they jump onto these players. Yeah. Players like... Lockie Lamb, Sean O'Sullivan Mm. um, are definitely ready for first grade and could lead the side around and do a really good job. But I think they want their, uh, you know, a primary playmaker first. Somebody's been there, done that. Someone like Munster, he's the big one that they're still chasing, even though it'll be a year late. We don't need to go down the Dolphins rabbit hole right now. But (laughs) I think they're just biding their time because players like Lockie Lamb as impressive as they are they're not going anywhere at the moment. Mm. That they don't know what their contract situation is totally but they're not going to be negotiating before November and you know they'll, they'll still be an option in a month's time if they haven't landed anyone in between now and then. But yeah. He was mighty impressive and if it's not the Dolphins I'm sure there are lots of other NRL clubs looking at him as well. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Get someone, someone snatch him up. He's a gem. Rabbitohs, they need a halfback. Oh, unless they you know, they can stick with Locklamilius. He's, he's 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 a young kid. He's doing well. That's it. Still I feel like I was just having a mad go at <laughs> Elias. Um Shall we talk the the big the big Kahuna of the weekend? The State of Origin in Perth. That's it. The yeah, men's, the men's State of Origin.
1: Correct. The Blues coming away, 44-12. to 12. They just ran away with it. Woo-hoo. They ran away with it.
0: It was close in the first half. For sure. Was, yeah, it was only really like thanks to a Felice Gafusi-Sinbin that it sort of granted New South Wales the opportunity to be in the lead at halftime. Yeah. But then, my gosh, that second half was just a waterfall. Queensland looked, uh, looked shot to bits. They looked exhausted. They looked, yeah, they couldn't make their tackles.
1: I, I do think that... Simbin was the turning point. I know Queensland will definitely point to that and say that that Mm. swung the game Mm. and it was a complete arm wrestle. It was a classic origin game in that first half right up until the end. Yeah, Their discipline wasn't there. There are some 50-50 calls. The Simbin happens regardless of your thoughts on it but the pressure that puts them under, the amount of tackling they have to do, once you lose that edge and you're not going evenly with the opposition in a game like that, and you have to do suddenly ten minutes of tackling, I think it's very hard to claw back any momentum, yeah, um, and that's what we saw, and the blues were just too good on the night in terms of their combinations. they swung the ball wide when they there was space to do, so they went up through the middle when when they sensed they were tired. I mean there were threats across the park, and yeah it was it was a great game, a great team that was finally picked I think yes <laughs> the, yeah. those selections all um. Proved valuable and worthwhile, and and proved the right call. Yeah, um, yeah. And my God, it sets up a mighty, mighty game
0: three. I know in Brisbane, so that's you know that's advantage Queensland there. But you know, if the Blues Blues seem to do well playing away from home. I'll say that much. You know, <laughs> I was watching last night. I was going, why can't you do this in Sydney in front of a, all these fans who yeah, come exactly. out to see you? Exactly. Instead of just like you know these. Perth fans who haven't chosen which team they're going for, it felt it felt like the lack of a home ground favoured the Blues for some reason.
1: Yeah, I I, I'm not sure about that, but it's because um, I feel I like que- think- I feel like
0: Queensland sort of use the emotion and energy of the crowd. Either way, like whether yeah, the crowds they, they set for them up or for against the ambush, them, right? Yeah. Like they, they, if they need to be the villains or the heroes, yeah. good. But in Perth, they couldn't be either. No, no. And so the Blues were able to just play clinical footy. Yeah, I, I agree. It's yeah, my they, they certainly
1: like the underdog card when they come down to Sydney and play. Yeah. Um. And they they lean into it and it, it revs them up and it gets them going and it certainly did for game one. But game two, they didn't really have the answer. I mean. Matt Burton was a, was a standout oh, on debut. On debut, yeah, unbelievable player. Scored
0: a great try, and his kicking from centre was fantastic. He's got a crazy good boot. Like one of his kicks went so high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> and just, it's poor simply old that, poor old Murray Talangi yeah. had a, had the opposite side of a debut. He he dropped a few balls, missed a few. He was just getting hammered all night, and Burton's kicks were giving him nightmares.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it really is a unicorn skill. It's one of a kind. There's that's nobody right. else out there that's putting up bombs like him um at least on such a regular basis and so yeah. it's an absolute weapon that uh, has to come into consideration when you're picking the sides it's, it's such
0: it, it leads to such an interesting quest, selection question going forward like you know not just game 3 but years on uh because because like last year Tom Trubovich and Latrell Mitchell had the sorts of series that you go these guys are going to be the first choice centers for many years for sure Matt Burton, you know, he, he's he's not going to... I don't think he's going to dethrone Jerome Luai at 5'8". And he's a unicorn, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you feel that he sort of has to take one of the centre spots and then it's like, what happens with Truboevic? What happens with Latrell? It's like, what's going on?
1: Well, for, for, uh, it's a, it's a good question to ask. For my mind... For the rest of the season, obviously Tommy's out. I don't think Latre will come in. I don't think he'll play enough footy between now and Would you go Crichton
0: again? So Burton and Crichton? Or would you replace I would.
1: I would... I know how harsh it is, but I think they'll bring and back in mm. for Crichton. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's a harsh call. Depends on how Whiteon plays, but I think they might do that. But again, if they're sticking with this Penrith philosophy, which they seem to have... Um, gone for in game two. Yeah. I think I think it's really harsh. I don't think he did anything wrong. He's definitely got all the makings of an origin player. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah I definitely wouldn't be mad to see Steve Crichton there again. You know no. I, mean? I wouldn't be mad to see the exact same seventeen.
1: But I, I'd yeah. like to see Adam Carl back. <laughs> we could yeah, go down well, that I d- again. I don't
0: think that's gonna happen.
1: No, me either. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um in the Ruck Corusel playing out the first 30, 35 minutes was immense. He got the game going, got the flow of the game. He had good deception out of the half He defended really well. Yeah. He took the bite out of the Queensland side, and I think it made Damien Cook better coming on, fresh for the 50 minutes. I liked, actually, that we didn't sort of spend two interchanges on them. We mm. just we just let Cook then see out the game. Um, because he, Obviously, he's more than capable of doing so, and, oh, yeah. and we didn't need to freshen up. We were all over them, and that enabled them. Forwards to have more interchanges between them. Yeah, uh, I'm going to toot Trebajovich's horn here. Mate, you don't need to
0: t- toot his horn. well, somebody's <laughs> got to do it because he doesn't. <laughs> he's the <laughs> quietest kid. Exactly. <laughs> you no. Know? Improved. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Look, and and I, as someone who, when we were first selecting our origin teams this year, and didn't put him in. I'll admit that that was a silly choice because he's heart and soul. Tackles everything he sees. He just was. He had the heart that we needed there in the front row that we lacked. Totally, it's the
1: intangibles, right? And and you take the heart, the soul, the leadership. It's the little things, the kick pressure. He doesn't miss a tackle. He plays like he's ten foot tall, but he played seventy one minutes in the front row. Yeah, like it's a real. You you can't underestimate value like that, Um, and. He, he just he just lives up to it, doesn't he? Like he do, yeah. he, he, he plays to his potential every single week. And yeah. it's those effort areas. He's never gonna bag a hat trick and win the headlines. But I'm glad he sort of stood out as much as he did because yeah. he deserves it and pick him again. Don't oh. don't ever drop him. Pick yeah. him again. Yeah, honestly, he's
0: earned the spot for the next five years. Uh until retirement, I reckon. Until he decides he doesn't want to play. Good. Good. <laughs> Uh yeah no it was, it was yeah it was great um oh God, what else is there to say it was just fantastic wasn't it, it? It, I mean it was great <laughs> I, mean, I mean
1: Queensland obviously they, they struggled Ruben Cotter not being there I think was a big out yeah. um Paddy Carrigan and Tino sort of sharing that lock duty did well Arrow but again I just think the fatigue like they did so many more tackles that Simbin period just to say my bit on the on the refereeing yes. I really don't like this argument of like, oh, it's origin footy. It's ref differently. Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, it's the same rule book. And if you've got this one, one rule book, but two different ways of refereeing that shows you how much gray area there is within the rule book and how hard it is to actually ref consistently. They either need to ref it like game one, but then they ref the NRL like game one or ref it like they did game two and cut the crap and start, like, saying that Origin's a different sport. Yeah. Because the rulebook's got to be the same. Refereeing
0: the, isn't what makes Origin different from the NRL. Not The players, all. the calibre, the talent is what makes it different from no. the NRL. And,
1: and this is where Queensland will kick up a storm and kick up a fuss. And, and fair enough, too, because it is inconsistent mm. that they gave away a number of six against. And in the NRL, that deserves a sin bin. It's a ends up being a professional foul, repeated infringements, defending your line, whatever you want to call it. At origin level, that's that's not, that, that's never been a sin bin. This is the first one of its kind. Yeah. So the NRL needs to sort that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> because it did swing the game. And if they stayed 13 on 13, I don't think Queensland are as fatigued heading into the, the second half. And I don't think New South Wales run away with it as they did. And that that opening 35 minutes was classic origin battle. Mm. It was so intense and oh, I'm so keen for game 3.
0: I'm so keen for game 3. Yeah, that's uh, I'm very very keen. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's going to be <laughs> intense as heck. I see it being very close. I think yeah, just the balance of Queensland oh, dominant it's uh, New the South well, Wales trying to repeat there, that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Scary. Scary, scary, scary stuff, but exciting. All right. Well, that's uh, <laughs>
1: that's our little footy chat, that's for, the, little footy ch- chat. for the week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, first, before we move on, let's just go to a little ad break. Let's chuck it right here. <laughs> Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. And here who our tipper of the week was, which combines round 15, NRL, and State of Origin.
1: That's it. So, total of nine tips over the week. It was very, very close. We had lots of people getting eight out of nine. Nobody with the full marks. Nobody. And we actually had three people tied with the smallest margin after getting eight out of nine tips correct.
0: So, three people with eight out of nine... And a margin of six. That's Correct. Crazy.
1: And a few people with a margin of seven as well. What so the- It was very close. Very close yeah, indeed. Right. Uh, but congratulations to Tim Ball, tipper of Sun Will Die before Eels win the comp. Congratulations to Caden Donaldson, Caden09 and Jackson James. Tipper, the cheese is on his way, all getting eight out of nine. Margin of six taking out tipper of the week. I think
0: uh, uh, Jackson James and Tim Ball are actually one and two on the overall ladder,
1: so that's... You well, know, that, that explains things. They're well up there. doing well, tipping uh, well. No full marks this week, though, but get your tips in for this week. You never know what's going to happen. There are a couple of really close games to look forward to. For this week, there's no fantasy because it was just representative footy, so we haven't got any fantasy updates for you. No. Um, but keep those squads going, obviously... You've got Origin stars; they might be rested. Some injuries. Stay on top of it as we get out of Origin. Um, after the third game, you'll be able to set your teams up for the run home to finals. That's and, right. and get those get origin, thousand points a Origin week. out of the way. Yeah, that's. I feel like, it. I feel
0: like Origin is usually where it's the, usually the time of the year where my fantasy team goes to complete crap. Yes, I you know I just can't keep up with it week to week, and then I just end up like getting horrible scores, and then being like I'm doing so bad what's the point and then go through breakdowns no matter where you have, are
1: in the ladder though you can always get fantasy coach of the that's week that's right of so the week. start scrapping your season plans because <laughs> things are falling apart in origin that's right. keep the team going start making some trades just for this week ahead and see if you can get that shout out that's if, right
0: it's better than winning the overall league that's a <laughs> shout yeah. out you want yeah. your shout out um Speaking of... Well, not speaking of anything, really. Shall we do the Predictions League? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's to do segue. it. Good I have, segue. I had nothing to segue. Harvey, Predictions League, obviously, just for game... State of Origin, game two. Yes. This week. And it's a bit of a shake-up. The ladder mm. has been shaken up. Wow. Only one correct prediction. Okay. But the correct prediction came from our Patreon member, Nikki. Hello. Who was... <laughs> <laughs> who was who was sitting last.
1: Oh god. Where are they now?
0: Well, I'm going to get to that. Okay. She was sitting last on a score of 7. Mhm. Her prediction was New South Wales to win by 10 plus. That was it. There you go. Seems basic as far. Yeah. Got it right. The fans deemed that maybe based on New South Wales' performance in game 1, but the fans deemed that prediction worth Five points. Wow. Which in a tight competition as yeah. the is a huge, Jeez. huge amount of points to get. Nikki has gone from fifth and last to second Woo. on the ladder. And uh me and you are sitting fourth and fifth. Yeah, perfect, 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 perfect. So it's our three <laughs> Patreon members now. Tim up top on fourteen, Nikki in second on twelve, Marina in third on eleven. Me in 4th on 10, yep. and then you in 5th on 9.
1: God, the only one in single digits. Yeah, that's true. Oh God, You're God. the
0: only one in single digits. But isn't that incredible? Oh, but unbelievable. What's more incredible is how tight this league is. You yes. currently in last would only need a score of 6 okay. to be in first. All right. Outright first. Yeah, that could be any week. Equal- exactly. So literally anyone could be... It's, it's beautiful. As we head towards the back end of the season... It is tighter than ever. It's exciting. I'll just quickly go over what everyone's predictions were and how wrong they got them. Uh, Tim predicted there would be a streaker. There wasn't a streaker No streaker. No streaker in Perth. Um, uh, It was worth three. Didn't get it right. Uh, Marina said Queensland to win by exactly one point. Not even close. Very bold. It was worth seven. Didn't get it right. My prediction was that tries would only be scored by players with odd numbers on their backs. Didn't happen. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jerome Luai scored. He's, he was yeah. a six. Brian Toto was a two.
1: How many um, points would he have got for that one?
0: I would have got seven. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, but didn't get it right. And Harvey, yours was New South Wales to win by 10 plus. <gasps> and, yep. oh, wait, and. There's <laughs> <laughs> more. And uh, both sides to have a, a bench player score a try. Yeah. I don't think a single bench player. Brighton
1: got over. Oh true. So just from Queensland. I don't think
0: of him as a as a bench player.
1: Well, he, he was for so that literally game. Literally
0: all you needed was a Queensland bench player
1: to score. Yeah. Oh. How many points would I've got? Only 5. The same as <laughs> Nicky forgetting and <laughs> just saying they went by 10. <laughs> so I didn't need to I didn't need to say anything. Extra? I could have just said New South Wales win by 10 I would have got the same amount of points.
0: Oh, these fans don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't understand the a bold prediction when they say it. Oh, but god, that is the game we play. That is. It's not enough to just go bold in your mind. You've got to think about what, how people are going to vote. Although oh, wow. for that one, I would have thought that maybe they stopped reading after New South Wales <laughs> to win by 10 plus. Maybe they just, you know.
1: Maybe so. Maybe. Mm. All right. Yeah,
0: all right. Um,
1: Well, let's look at our predictions for the week ahead. We're back into a full round of NRL
0: footy. This is where we try and, you know, any one of these predictions could get us, catapult us to first. Uh, would you actually go first half? I, I would. Um, yeah, I've got that.
1: That I, obviously I'm in single digits on nine, so I'm looking to get ten points and above yep. this week. Yep. and I'm going to say that every team playing in the NRL this week will score ten points and above. Wow! So every team to reach double digits on the scoreboard. Not going to do any win loss. Not going to do any margins. Just points galore. Everyone get to double digits. Nice. Please.
0: That's cool. I like that one. Thank you. I like it because it insinuates the tigers are going to score two tries.
1: I reckon five penalty goals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty good too. We don't usually get that many penalties. No, exactly. <laughs> in a game, we're usually yeah. the ones giving them away. Um, also, the tigers this week are playing the warriors in their return to Auckland. So that's fucking, of course, the us doing that. Yeah, good. You luck. wouldn't, you wouldn't give the panthers that game, would you? They want the warriors to get the win. That's on, it, on right? So, like, yeah. who can we put them up against? Oh, tigers. Yeah fair. fair, um, fair. <laughs> my prediction for round 16 of the NRL is that across the whole round there will be 3 or more tryless halves of footy. Okay. So like yeah, so there's 8 games that means 16 halves. So yeah, 3 of those 16 halves will, without a try. Without a try from either team in the match.
1: All right. Can yeah. you let us know which they are so that we can, you know, skip their or in bits of the weekend. Yeah, let me let me quickly
0: let me quickly <laughs> Can you pick
1: three halves for us? I'll pick I'll pick three uh, halves across the weekend. And uh, I'll just, so say I'll gonna say whether it's going to be first or and second. you're, you're saying no tries or no points. No tries. Okay.
0: Um okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of the tri-less halves is going to be um, it's going to be, it's going to be Dragons v. Raiders half two.
1: Okay. The second half, last weekend, last half of the weekend.
0: Last half of the weekend. No right, tries.
1: Yeah, You can turn off then. No score change.
0: No score change. Uh, Tigers v. Warriors, half number one. No tries.
1: Okay. Yeah. Warriors are going <laughs> to wait 40 minutes before yeah. they score on home soil. Okay.
0: And Cowboys v. Broncos, half one.
1: Half one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's just just the classic, just a grind, Queensland grind, grind
0: yeah. and then second half will explode, full of tries. Wow, that's my prediction. So that Good those are, those are the ones you don't have to watch this weekend, because <laughs> um, although you know, the the battle, the defensive battle is exciting. Yeah. Field goals. You know, I didn't say there couldn't be field goals. No,
1: it might be a shootout.
0: Might be a shootout. Exactly.
1: Cowboys and Broncos. I reckon. Chad Townsend and. Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds, yeah. <laughs> is, he, is Adam Reynolds back from his little... He's got to be back very soon. I think they've been taking the easy approach with him, and yeah, I, right. I, reckon, I reckon he's back.
0: Okay, well, I hope so. Look yep. forward to seeing that. Um, before we go, we are well on our way towards uh, nominate, get it, gaining nominations for our Tatagaga Player of the Year.
1: That's it, yes. We're building up a big pool of... Of players that we're nominating and that our fans are nominating over the coming weeks to take out the Tatagaga Award yeah. for Player of the Year. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, shall, we, shall we bloody do it? Yeah. Shall we just yep. nominate one each and then yeah, the fans will get to nominate one? one? Last week, oh, yeah. the
1: <laughs> nominations were Cam Munster, Isaiah Yo, and our fan-voted player Ben Hunt.
0: So those three are already nominated. We don't have to
1: no, nominate them they're again. They're in the pool. So we're now nominating our next Yeah. Players Our next to players be in the to,
0: running, to, to be in the running, exactly. And then at the end of the year, there'll be a tournament between all all of the nominated players.
1: How exciting! I, let's get into it then.
0: Let's get into it. I think my one may surprise you. Also. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Nico Ryan Hines. Pappenhausen. Ah, I've gone Ryan Pappenhausen. Your favorite. Not just because, honestly even though he's been injured for a few weeks, yes. you know, you can, it's sometimes you can have a short memory in rugby league yeah, and yeah. He play misses a month and you forget all about the fact they were playing that year. I honestly think like he, the time he has been on the field this year alone, he was that good. And he, he was in my opinion, the best player in the comp yeah. for those rounds that I think he deserves a nod.
1: Yeah. Fair. And I'm sure he'll be bouncing back and shining in the back half of the year as well. I think he's a very safe contender, um, Definitely deserving. I, I went for Nico Hines this week, obviously stepping up to primary playmaker halfback at the Sharks mm. who have impressed a, as a whole team, really, but he's been the shining light. Um, struggled a little bit when he got shifted to fullback and they struggled there, but but apart from that, he's been excellent. A real standout. Unlucky not to make his Origin debut so far. Maybe he's in with the running again. But definitely one of the players of the year for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Can't argue with that. Nico Hines, he, yeah, he's gone from strength to strength and he's one of the big reasons the Sharks are, you know, back in top eight form.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, fighting for the top four, really. That's right. So they'll definitely be playing finals footy and I'll be on the back of him. And they can beat any side in the comp um, on their day. So yeah. They, Fair play to him.
0: All right. Well, there we go. Now we just need another fan vote for this week. So we'll we'll be putting those up on our Instagram at They Talk good Game. Make sure you get there. Vote for the player that you want to nominate. You know, even if your your in your opinion the player of the year has already been nominated, it's not about who you actually think the player of the year is. That's for voting later on. Right now, we're just gaining as many names as we can to be in the running. You got to be in it to win it.
1: Perfect. That's it. And until
0: next time. (laughs) Until next time.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.